What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. Yay! We're going to talk about some fun stuff today, specifically emotional intelligence. I give you full permission to feel all the feels, to actually feel your feelings. But before we dive in, I do want to hold up for you that there's a beautiful opportunity if you know that you absolutely do need to grow and develop in these areas, but you avoid personal or spiritual development because it feels Well, (laughs) you can actually join Courage Co. If this is an online virtual community, you can join Courage Co. for free. There's actually a free access now where I am doing a challenge on a lot of what we're talking about today. The challenge is called The Business of Managing You, Mastering Emotional Intelligence in Your Life, Business, and Relationships. So each day, we'll focus on your life, we'll focus on your business, we'll focus on your relationships. Again, you can get in there for free. You can find Courage Co. If you follow me on Insta, you can find me at Miss MS Juliana Page, and it's in the link in my bio. You can also go to julianapage.com under the Work With Me tab and click Courage Co. When you log in, it will give you a account prompt. So you do create an account because this is its own private app, which I personally think is amazing so you don't have to be on social media at all and you get informed from me via messages from this app i can also email you directly so it keeps communication really clean so again free challenge the business of managing you join courage co go do it make a note to go do it that is one of the best things that you could probably do there's going to be multiple challenges so you can join the free challenge option. There are monthly workshops where I do a deeper dive if you want to join the monthly subscription. I also have the God's Vibes Mastermind moved over there as well. So that is a essentially six different courses that you can move through at your own pace. It's learning all about spirit-driven success in your life. You get a lot of coaching with me live and you get to be around like-minded people that are developing in this same kind of work. So beautiful community. I encourage you to go get plugged in. Courage Co. Visit julianapage.com to learn more and to register. All right. So this past week, oh my goodness, was so full of all the things. So I thought I might give you a just a mini update here. But I put together, it was the coolest thing. So I ended up winning 
quite haphazardly, but really neat how it happened. I was at a women's conference, a women's entrepreneur conference, and I was speaking with a new woman that I was networking with and connecting with. She also happened to be a coach and we were just chit-chatting. And there was different bags that you could drop these raffle ticket cards into. And I put all of mine into this bag for the Posh Picnic. And the Posh Picnic is a luxury picnic service in Austin that took off during the pandemic. And she has, the owner has grown this into a six-figure business. It is doing so well absolutely insane and the coolest thing. So I shoved both my tickets in there. I told this new woman with confidence that I was going to win. She looked at me like a weirdo and I said, no, for real, I'm going to win this picnic. (laughs) And sure enough, in the middle of the conference, they made an announcement. She ended up sitting somewhat behind me and I just turned around and gave her the look because I had ended up winning this picnic. However, the picnic was for two. All right, so I knew that that was not going to be the best use of the picnic. So I thought, well, since I won the picnic, I'm in the business of paying things forward. So I'm going to upgrade this package and I'm going to invite some women just to gather. So sure enough, I upgrade this package. The very next week, I was on a mastermind call with a group of women and there was a guest speaker named Nick Gray who actually is launching a book this month called The Cocktail Party. And his whole thing is about hosting gatherings. And he proposed a challenge to host your first gathering. So I won the picnic. I upgraded it so that 10 different women could come. Then I listened to this guy and get challenged to host the event within the next two weeks and follow his formula. So now I was in a position of finding a location and ended up finding this really sweet house. It was like a tea house and garden down the street that was actually closing this month. So our group was the very last group that got in there and had the most beautiful connection with the owner. And all of the details, long story short, just came together and it was the most fun ever. Not necessarily networking, but connecting women in my network that didn't know each other. And it was such a fabulous time. So talk about community and doing fun things. It was beautiful. If you want to see about that, you can see it on my Instagram. I did a little video recap. The other thing that I did and how this is connected to today's message was I was invited to speak at a health is wealth event and was asked specifically if I would speak on emotional intelligence and managing the ups and downs of of entrepreneurship. So I thought this was fascinating because if you've known me for any period of time, I speak about vibes. And vibes are all things that you can feel but can't see, right? So a thought is literally a vibration. An emotion is a vibration, right? What is going on inside of you is vibrating. You are creating energy. And energy is something that you can also read and perceive and discern, right? And especially if you do any sort of spiritual development or training, you are definitely operating in the unseen. 
So I specialize in a lot of the inner mastery work, right? Renewing your mind, how to really feel and manage your emotions, which we'll talk about today. Forgiveness work and really healing your heart and and the, the work that is involved in doing that so that you can break unhealthy patterns and establish new conscious intentional patterns in your life to actually get different results in your life, right? So I am the person that goes on the inside so that your outside can line up with the truth of who you are and that you can live in alignment. There is nothing more freeing or that will bring more peace to your life than when you are in alignment. And I call this almost your home base. It's a place that you can keep coming back to because by nature, as humans, we are going to drift. An example or a visual of this would be picturing a huge ship out in the water, right? That isn't anchored. That sucker is definitely drifting if the captain is not driving it, right? It's just inevitable. The waves and the different wind patterns, it's going to cause that boat to move. And we're the same way with distractions, with social media, with responsibilities, with different things that shift on a day-to-day basis without being aligned, we're going to have a tendency to drift and get distant or even distracted from the things that matter most to us. It's just gravity almost, right? (laughs) So today, what was most interesting or compelling about the event this past weekend, not only how valuable community is. So if you are not, this is a reminder, if you are not currently developing community, get in the habit and practice of doing that. It is so important. And if you say, I don't know how, I don't know where to start, just start. You have contacts in your phone. You have contacts on social media. There are people that you know that you can invite them to something. You can invite them to your home, to your apartment. You can invite them to a different space. You can invite people to go on a walk with you, coffee, grab coffee with you. There are ways that you can build community, but it is important to always be building community right? Because they also keep you accountable to what you care about. They bring lots of joy and value to your life and you need to develop community before you need them, okay? Because often when you are in a season that you actually need community and support, it's harder to build during those times, okay? So reminder to build community because that is very important to your emotional health. But secondly, Another interesting takeaway is how much is happening inside of us all of the time that we're not aware of, okay? So just if you think about it, our brain is firing off so many thoughts every day. We're assigning meaning to different things that when left unaddressed, we could really be assigning the wrong meaning to things or a negative meaning to things that actually weigh us down and start to cause conflict that is unnecessary that could have been prevented, right? And it really starts pulling us out of alignment. So it is important to pay attention to what is happening inside of you. And this doesn't have to be difficult. A lot of times why we avoid this kind of work is we think that it's going to take forever or we're afraid to feel (laughs) or we're afraid of what's going to come up when we do sit and feel because what will that mean and what will have to change and are we ready? We'd rather not. We'd rather just not, right? So what I'm going to offer today is a simple, basic overview of how you can get started in this work. 
My job really is to make you aware of the pitfalls ahead of you so that you can overcome obstacles like the boss, like the leader, like the coach that you are, and make clear decisions no matter what season that you're in. Because really and truly what emotional intelligence is, is it's understanding and managing your own emotions and those of people around you. Okay, so if you think about it this way, people with high emotional intelligence know what they're feeling, what their emotions mean, and how these emotions affect other people. And deeper still, the more aware they are of their own capacity and their own emotions, what's going on inside of them, the better able they are to discern and read and pick up on that information around them so they know how to respond versus react. Okay, we take a lot of things personally. We are easily offended when we are just studying other people and are not emotionally intelligent. Right. And then that can cause, again, a lot of unnecessary conflict if we're not careful. So particularly when it comes to entrepreneurship, you can think about emotional intelligence in any territory that you're in with yourself, with family, with your career, with your business. Okay, in your partnership, in your relationships. Right. You need to know the territory and what comes with it. So this is an important thing just to have awareness of as a first step here. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, a fun question that I asked was, what do people typically tell you that entrepreneurship is gonna be like? Like what are, how do they hype it up? How do they present it to you so that it sounds so appealing that you're willing to ditch your nine to five or to just dive in on, all in on this idea that you might have? What are the things that people that would tell you. So things that I would hear are that you're going to sit on a beach with a computer, with a laptop, right? You're going to be Instagram worthy, right? You're going to have all of the free time in the world to do what what you want when you want to do it. You're going to have people that just naturally gravitate towards your stuff, right? And what you have to offer. You're always going to be booked it's going to be so easy. You'll only have to work a few days a week, right? So this is some of the hype that was coming up to people. Now, what they don't tell you are what I group into a category called resistance, okay? And what is in this category are things like identity issues. There is nothing, let me tell you, there is nothing that will challenge you more than becoming an entrepreneur, <laughs> specifically in the area of your identity. When you step into entrepreneurship, specifically if you are the brand or you represent your business, everything about your identity will come up. That's when you hear things like imposter syndrome. That's when all the questions like, who am I? What do I think I'm doing? Maybe my parents were right. I'm not called out for this, right? Like all of these limiting beliefs start coming up and your identity starts to waver and shake when you are not secure, when you're not firmly rooted and grounded in who you are and what you are called to do. Okay. Subconscious patterns and beliefs also come up. So an example of this could be even how you frame failure because you are going to fail. People do not tell you that. But really strong, powerful entrepreneurs have failed many, many times, many, many times, and often epic failures too, right? But how they framed failure 
was an opportunity to grow and a closer step to their breakthrough that they were ultimately after. So how you frame failure is huge, but subconscious patterns and belief and the meaning that you assign to things can definitely create resistance. Rejection issues can come up. People are going to tell you no. And often we make that about us. What did I do wrong? How did I present my offer? Right? Why did they say no? Was my price too high? We have a tendency to fill in that gap when it could have been as simple as, you know, the timing was off or you're actually not the right fit for this person because they like X, Y, or Z, right? Whatever it is, right? But it often has nothing to do with us. However, we make it all about us. Expectation hangovers, another part of the resistance, but we thought we would be successful by a certain time. We thought that success might look like something else and we're not there yet. We thought that we would have a certain amount of money in our bank account and constantly flowing in every month. We thought that we would have more time freedom and we have to work way more than we ever imagined. Our expectations get challenged, right? Life as we know it is challenged. Future tripping, you've probably heard me talk about this one before, but this is really visualizing the future without God in it, but it's running at the future with a heck of a lot of anxiety. (laughs) And if you've seen Fast and the Furious or any other kind of movie like that, not good. If you're going full speed ahead in the wrong direction, you crash. All right? It's very true in our life, too. Comparison comes up and adds to the mix. Now we live in an age where there's a lot of people that are entrepreneurs and that are launching businesses. We're in, you know, a time of a great resignation. So people are are leaving what has been traditional to take a risk and to step into something new, right? So there's a lot of comparison that can happen. We can study what other people are doing. A lot of times I've even seen people legit copy and paste different posts of people's work on social media. It's super easy to plagiarize, but none of that will help you get more clear, but it will challenge you. And then disappointment is another example of what can happen. Disappointment and discouragement can absolutely hold you back. So as you are on the path of entrepreneurship, it is not a straight line. It is up and down like a heartbeat, okay? And that's intentional. You can have a view that all of this is serving you and all of it is working for your development, okay? And for your good. So if you think about this though, given that the picture... of the terrain is not what often people would tell you. It's actually a lot more bumpy, right? Who would be more likely to succeed? One who is overcome by all of this resistance or one who is highly skilled in overcoming and managing all of their reactions to what is happening. And one that is even proactive about what their triggers are. And triggers don't always have to be negative. Triggers are just things that, that get our attention and cause us to feel something. They give us information, okay? Just like a light would come on into your car to inform you of something. Not always the worst thing ever. Sometimes you just need to put some air in your tire, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you just need to journal, take some quiet time, right? It's not the end of the world, right? But emotions help give us a lot of information and something typically triggers that, okay? But who do you think is better 
at succeeding or who's going to be more likely to succeed? One that's overcome by all of the resistance, all of those challenges that I just highlighted that are very common in entrepreneurship or one that is great at managing themselves and is growing in emotional intelligence. If you said the latter, you're correct. (laughs) And this is where your job comes in. Your job, whether you are a parent, whether you are a leader, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are even just the leader of you for now, your job is to perpetually solve problems. That's your job, okay? How? That's what I'm going to teach you today. Self-coaching. Okay, so self-coaching is to ask more of yourself than your default. Self-coaching is to ask more of yourself than your default. What do I mean by that? By nature, we have a default mode, a default way of operating when we're not paying attention. We have different things that we just naturally drift to or tend to think. So some of us tend to think more negative than positive. Some of us are the opposite. We have a tendency to live in certain emotions every day. For a lot of people, it's stress, overwhelm, and frustration. For others, it's joy and peace and gratitude. You can very much tell where people are living every day, right? But self-coaching is to ask more of yourself than just living by your default mode, than just sleepwalking through your life, than just drifting through your life, not even paying attention, Okay, and just allowing life to happen to you. Self-coaching is asking more of yourself. Okay, and inevitably, your model of asking more of yourself will inspire other people too. That's just a, a benefit or another bonus. So in self-coaching, you lean to you learn to see your choices and use your agency to create different results. So for example, in my book, God's Vibes Matter, Reclaim Your Spiritual Authority, I talk about your agency, which in the spiritual world is called your authority, right? Your power, your ability to apply your your decision-making, your willpower to make decisions. You get to decide how you're going to show up, what you are going to tolerate, the boundaries that you set, what is okay and what is not okay, the standard that you will live by, the lifestyle that you will live. You get to decide that. So you can only do that if you are (laughs) self-aware. So self-coaching is helping you see your choices and use your agency to create different results. Okay, so I shared a model here that I'll get into. You won't see the visual, but I am happy to share. It's something that I can definitely guide you through. But a question that I want to ask first is, whatever the dream is, whatever the desire is, whatever the business is, if it took 10 years to come to full fruition, to fully manifest the way you've envisioned it in your mind, would you be in no matter what? Okay. (laughs) It's a good question. A lot of people would say no. In fact, a lot of these groups this weekend did say no. But I feel like that is a very interesting question to ask because a lot of folks step into entrepreneurship. They can learn a lot, but ultimately that's not what they want to do. 
Okay, they, they don't enjoy it at all. And so this is a great question to ask, right? Would you be in no matter what? So for myself, example, for example, I knew that I was called to coaching, right? I had many degrees before I even came to my coaching certification trainings. Many, right? And I decided to leave industries to go into one that didn't even seem fully established at the time because I knew I was called to it. Now, what I didn't know was how long the uphill climb <laughs> of that journey was going to be. And there's so many points to just abandon it, right? But if I know that I'm called to it, I'll stay in the game, okay? No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what challenges are presented, I'm going to stay in the game because it's what I, I'm here to do. So if you're here no matter what, you're in it for no matter how long it takes or no matter what it looks like, okay? So just just a little marker or a way to gauge how committed you are to your business, to your relationship, to yourself, right? So for example, with your health, I would argue I'm in it no matter what. I'm committed to taking care of myself because I'm worthy of being cared for, okay? And my health matters. My sleep matters. My time matters. My body matters, what I feed it, what I expose it to, how I move it, all of that stuff matters. So you can really use this in any category of your life. Now, when it comes to a business too, another great thing to do is to think about your business like a relationship, okay? There's just some things that you don't expect a baby to do. <laughs> so if your business is in a baby phase, right, like brand new, one to three years, there's just some things that, that are not productive to be pressuring yourself to achieve, right? Or if your your business is a teenager, maybe scaling is going to be a little bit more challenging than you thought, or you do need to hire some help or that admit that you need some, okay? Or maybe your business is in a more mature phase, right? And you want to start establishing some new systems and processes, right? But it's very helpful to think about that too, what season your business is in when you think about how you want to show up and approach your business. Now, the tool that I promised, I call this the who, okay? So essentially it's three circles that all intersect in the middle. First one is who, second one is what, third one is how, all right? And essentially your default pattern is who you've been trained to show up as. So the example that I shared was if you grew up as a young person that had to take on a ton of responsibility because other people around you did not, you likely learned to be useful. And this sounds great, right? So your identity and who you believe you are is somebody that is useful. You are the go-to person. You are the one that has the answers. You're the one that figures it out, right? And that sounds very good, okay? Now, if that's who you believe you are, then what you do is you are going to constantly assess the needs of people around you and try to serve and be an answer to all of them. And then how you do it, quite possibly, if you're not careful, is from a place of frustration and resentment because you're waiting for people to acknowledge you, to validate your worth, to appreciate how you're showing up, and potentially reciprocate, which often they do not, because if they have you being the answer to all the things, that's serving them. Why would they change that, right? So what happens in this default pattern, if this is something that you learned, who you really are 
is different terms like people pleaser, codependent. Yes, somebody that is useful, but what is driving that behavior? Okay, it is somebody that probably didn't develop a secure identity. And so what you do is about everybody around you, never about yourself, so much so that you don't know who you are, what you want, or what you even need, that you haven't even developed your voice or your personal agency. So how you do things, everything probably has a sense of urgency. You feel like you have no time. You're super overwhelmed all of the time, and you don't see a way out. Default mode, okay? Now, the good news is is that you can change your who. (laughs) God says that his mercies are new every morning. You get to show up new every single day, and he actually reveals who you are. So, for example, just by changing your who, if you are somebody that is of high service to the world, what you do will be intentional and how you do it will be very intentional so for example if you are somebody that is of high service to the world what you would do is probably assess is this a good thing or a god thing do i really want to do this do i have bandwidth to do this you probably will think and make wise decisions okay and how you do things is probably with presence and intention and excitement, and enthusiasm, right, versus the other model. So the great thing about this who, what, how exercise is you can use this in relationships, you can use this in your business, you can use this really in every area of your life, because the who is your vision, and it's literally a magnet for drawing you forward when you're not feeling it or when a challenge arises, right? Then what you do informs the strategic actions that you're going to take, how you're going to show up, okay? So when you know who you are, what and why you're after something, then how you go after it, how you execute becomes a little bit easier. At least it's clear. There won't be the same sort of confusion, Okay, so this next piece that I'm going to teach you here is the emotional intelligence piece. Because when you're allowed to feel everything without the resistance, you can do anything. A lot of times we can't do things because we're afraid. We're afraid to fail. We're afraid to feel disappointments. We're afraid to break our heart again. We're afraid. But if you weren't afraid to feel, you could literally do anything, okay? So this is a great tool too. In addition to your who, another thing that I shared was a model that really helps you understand what is going on inside of you. But your who informs who you need to be consistently to ultimately get the external results that you're after in your life. If you challenge yourself, who you've been being on default mode isn't it, okay? If you want different results, you actually have to become somebody different, all right? You gotta think different. You gotta feel different. You gotta show up and behave different. You gotta take different action. All right, you gotta be consistent about that and about stacking that new identity. And as you do that, you absolutely get different results in your life. But a lot of times we won't slow down to do that work. So when it comes to emotional intelligence, there's actually five different components, okay? There is the first one, self-awareness. 
So what I just walked you through is self-awareness. Who have you been being in your life? And do you like that person? Is that who you want to continue to be? Okay. Then that leads you into the second component, which is self-regulation. This is where you're able to take your awareness further. Okay. I see that I've been living in a very dysfunctional pattern. I haven't been being who I want to be in the world. Now I have awareness so I can start regulating when I keep falling back into an old pattern versus practicing a new one. All right. There's also the third component, which is empathy. Empathy is your ability to care for other people. This is your ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You can imagine in the workplace or when you're leading other people, this is extremely valuable, extremely valuable. So this prevents making judgments, right? This prevents assuming things. This prevents expecting too much of somebody. This prevents communication gaps. Just very, very important to be able to build understanding with people around you. The fourth component is motivation and understanding what's driving you. A lot of times it's either two, one of two things. One, fear. And when fear drives you, that's every form of fear. Anxiety, anger, frustration, stress, usually rooted in fear as a driver. Love. Peace, joy, life, (laughs) forgiveness, ease, appreciation, gratitude, excitement, vision. Those flow from love, okay? So motivation is understanding what drives you. It's your values. It's your identity. It's, it falls into that who exercise. And then the last component is social skills. Social skills are things like communication, conflict resolution, and your ability to lead others well and get people to understand and support your vision. Okay. So the piece that I'm going to offer today when it comes to feeling the feels, permission to feel, feel all your feels. This has to do with self-awareness. It's a self-awareness tool to really see what's happening inside of your mind and in your emotions. Because the more you see and understand clearly what's happening inside of you, the more authority you have over it and the more ability you have to change and create something different. It is incredible. Okay? Because at the end of the day, emotion is fuel. It's fuel. Emotions are vibrations in your body that are life-giving or death-producing, okay? They're either anabolic, building you up, or catabolic, tearing you down. And you can have standards for them. I know you probably haven't thought about this. I definitely didn't for a while either, but an example of this is, for example, I don't smoke. I don't like smoking. I don't like how it smells. I don't want that smell anywhere around me. I don't like the consequences of smoking, it ain't my thing. I have a hard no when it comes to smoking. Again, no offense to to you or anyone who does smoke, but that is my standard. There's a hard no when it comes to smoking for me. But just like I have a hard no with that, I also have a hard no with certain emotions. Okay? Like, I'm not going to give myself the luxury of feeling like a victim, I'm not a victim, and I'm not going to stay in that that line of thinking or feeling. I'm not a victim, okay? 
things might have happened that I don't like, but I'm not a victim. And I have personal agency and I can change my life. Okay? So things like that. Something to think about. And a great way to assess and build some self-awareness is to really ask yourself, what top three to five emotions do you live in on a consistent basis? Very revealing. On a day-to-day basis, what three to five emotions do you experience all the time? And then in contrast, what three to five do you actually need to create the life that you're ultimately after? So for example, somebody that wants to be in a relationship that is spending time in unworthiness, in questioning, in frustration, in negativity, and excuses is probably not available for the partner that this person ultimately desires, right? In comparison, somebody that is forgiving, expectant, hopeful, clear, ready, prepared, different, different emotions that you can show up living in every day. Okay, and the more aware you become of this, you can recognize the signs of exhaustion, for example, overwhelm or being in resistance. And when you're out of alignment, you can start making adjustments and you can set clear boundaries as well so that you can let your yes be yes and your no be no, as the Bible says, and really create more freedom in your life. Okay, and what this does is it allows you to have your own back versus just expecting other people to and be on your side and really care about yourself. A great way to think about this is if you had a friend that was constantly negative, judging you, questioning you, just making you feel like crap, I would hope, my prayer for you would be that you would not keep that person around. But we often do because we have a bully in ourselves that we allow to beat us up all day. So it does require some training if you've learned how to really bully yourself. And the other thought to to have here is if you're willing to, if you're waiting to feel inspired, you'll be waiting, not acting for the rest of your life. Okay. The resistance will come up because of the default thoughts that we have. So it's important to foster the feelings that you do want, which will create momentum and fuel for the action that you do ultimately want and need to take. And it can take time to change your thinking, which leads to your emotions and the fuel that you're putting in motion and your action. But you absolutely can do this and it's worth it if your entire life will change. Okay, so an example of how this model works real quick here is you have a circumstance. You can draw these out on lines. You have a circumstance, you have a thought, you have a feeling, you have an action, and then you get a result. This model is really great because you can work through an existing experience that is happening to you, which I'll give you an example of right now. And you can also change it and literally start creating your reality. The coolest thing ever. So for example, since we've been talking about specifically entrepreneurship, the circumstance is something that is factual. Okay, so in this case, let's say it's clients because every entrepreneur needs clients to earn the monies to drive the business, okay? So clients, the thought could be, oh my God, getting clients is so hard, okay? Nobody has ever thought that, but that could be the thought. (laughs) The feeling when you think that thought could be stressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, discouraged, powerless, hopeless, defeated, okay? 
Yikes. Then when you feel that way, the action that you take is usually what I call buffering. You could take some action, but it's unproductive action. You can Netflix and chill. You can scroll social media for a while. You could even do something that you've convinced yourself is productive, like researching something or going through a program and consuming information, but you're not taking any action that is productive and moving you forward. And then the result that you get from that action is no clients. You get actually a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. Now, if you were to flip this model on its head, and again, remember, you can do this with yourself. You can do this with a relationship. And what it will expose to you is any issue that you're ever having is in your mind. So powerful. And your feelings are letting you know when you have a thought error, when you're not under the influence of truth. So cool. And you can imagine why I stay very busy in my job, because we all need help. That's why coaches need coaches too. Okay. So new model, still use clients as the circumstance. New thought, it is so easy to get clients. Clients flow to me all the time. Everywhere I go, there's a ready client, okay? When you actually think that, how do you feel? You feel excited, you feel inspired, you feel expectant, you feel hopeful. And when you feel those emotions and live from those emotions, the actions you take are probably to get prepared, to share your offer, to launch that product, to show up in some sort of capacity, to take more risks, to meet people, to tell them who you are, to make offers to help them, right? And then the result that you get are clients. It's amazing, okay? So this is a model, for example, when you start practicing becoming self-aware, that first component of emotional intelligence, this helps you self-regulate so that you can execute from clean, pure energy, okay? Because you're not always gonna feel like doing it, but you actually can activate new feelings and emotions. You can decide what you do wanna feel, what you do wanna think, and you can live that out. You can activate that. You actually have the power to do so. And the word of God says that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So this is something that does take our effort to do. Right, We have to wrestle sometimes to enter into God's rest. But if there's any wrestle that's worth it, that's the one. All right. So a quick recap. Emotional intelligence happens when you give yourself permission to feel all the feels, especially those that you are resisting feeling most. And so much wisdom, so much learning, so much growth and development happens from being still and knowing God, right? Processing your emotions with God. One of the great roles that God has is he's a counselor, (laughs) right? He's a prince of peace. He's a good father. He's a friend. I also believe that God is the master coach. So I love time with God. My time with God is my favorite time. And it's something that is ongoing throughout the day. I can stay in constant conversation with God throughout the day. Just like I would be in a text thread with somebody all day. I can do that with God all day. Okay. So the more aware you become of when you're not under the influence of truth and when you're under the influence of a lie, you can start self-regulating and changing it. And you can also become aware of what's motivating and driving you so that you can do more things from love versus fear. 
You can pay attention to how you're showing up and treating people around you, how you're impacting other people, because that will inform how you show up and influence. And you'll also get better at conflict resolution the more you're able to work on resolving conflict and communication issues in yourself. All right. And I highly recommend specifically if you are new to this kind of work, one, to start working, two, to go beyond just reading a book. You don't want to be cerebral here. You want to actually feel and make these changes in your life. So it's very important to work with either a therapist or a coach, depending on where you are at in your healing journey, to really have a safe space to work on this and a set time and space that you will actually work on it. Because if you just say that you're going to do it yourself, how does that play out? You don't do it. You know that. You've seen that movie before. So if I could encourage you, it would be to start developing emotional intelligence and to hire a expert in helping you do so. (laughs) The other thing to keep in mind too, if you are somebody that is a leader or if you even happen to be in a dysfunctional or very challenging environment currently, I feel you, I hear you, I've been there. The calling here is to rise higher, to level up your emotional intelligence, okay? Because it will change your atmosphere. You get to be the change. You get to influence that environment rather than be infected by it. You can do it, but it will require work, okay? So if you want that work to be a little less myrrh and a lot more fun... (laughs) and rewarding. I also offer professional life coaching. I am a master certified life coach. I've been doing it since 2009. So if you want to visit julianapage.com and get on the calendar for a free discovery call and see if we're a fit, I am happy to block some time for you. You can find that over at julianapage.com. If you do have any questions for me as well or want to get plugged into Courage Co., you can either visit the work with me page or the contact page over at julianapage.com. All right, everybody. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, this is your time to do so. If you do subscribe, leave a comment and share. I will give you a free gift. So once you subscribe, make sure that you visit julietapage.com. Go to the podcast page, fill out your information, and I will send you a free gift. All right, everybody. Until next time, stay blessed.